0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 105, Relationship Transitions, How to Deal with Testing, Change, and Seasons. Hey, this is Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com and you are listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my great friend, Brian Holmes, who is now going to take your thinking to the next level. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes. And you have found The Strategic Living Podcast where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, addressing issues. <laughs> hey, we want to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. We want to see you engaged in everything that God has created you to do. It's going to be an awesome program. We're continuing our conversation on relationships. Specifically, we're talking about transition, dealing with testing, change, seasons. It's going to be an awesome one today, guys. Let's get started right now. Well, as always, it's delight to have you with us today on the program. Just so excited to share this time with you, and we're talking about relationships, and if you missed last week's episode, episode number 104, you can certainly pick up that uh, little piece of information there at Brianholmes.com forward slash 104, and uh, certainly it's not a prequel necessarily to this, but we will talk about some of the things we, we discussed last week, but let's talk about Transition. How do you navigate changes in relationships? What, what happens when a relationship that you've been in dynamically begins to shift and you recognize it, you instinctively know that something is changing, it's different, it's not the same and ah, what, what's going on? How do you know to deal with that? Another question is, are all relationships meant to last a lifetime? Well, I don't think so. What do you do when a relationship hits a nasty pothole or a big bump in the wall or maybe even a big stone wall? What do you do when a relationship is tested? What does that mean? How do you handle that? What is it that you're looking for out of that experience? What do you do when a relationship's season has come to an end? I mentioned last week that some relationships literally have an expiration date on them. They they were never meant to be a lifelong deal. What do you do with that? How do you steward the transitions in relationships as they migrate or grow from one level to another? Well, today on the program, I want to look at these questions and more. I want to talk with you about how to steward the different seasons in life and how to to deal with the transitions that do happen in relationships, testing, change, seasons. What I want to talk to you about today is how do you manage the shifts that are inevitable, that will come in the relationships that you have, and how do you steward the lives of those that you love most effectively? Well, today I'm going to actually start by sharing with you a, a passage from the Bible. And I make no bones about it. I really am of the belief that the Bible is the greatest book of wisdom ever written. I believe that there are business strategies. There are life strategies. There are promises and ideas and concepts and principles that are contained within the Bible that can really bring us into tremendous uh, success and blessing and fulfillment, because from my particular worldview, my relationship with God and his word, actually, that's the blueprint. That's the deal. But let me just share with you a writing that came from one of the kings of Israel. His name was Solomon. Some refer to him as the wisest man to have ever walked the planet. And this is found in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. And it says, and I'll paraphrase this a little bit, there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. A Time to give birth, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pull up what's planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. I like this one. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to push away or to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to say, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. I'm just going to give it up as lost. How about this one? These This is for all the relationship hoarders in the world. A time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear apart, a time to sew together, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate. There is a time for war. There's a time for peace. You know, using this passage as a a backdrop or even a foundation for where I want to go today, pretty powerful because the bottom line is everything has a time and everything has a season. and I am of the very strong belief that that relationships are no exception to that principle. You know, last week we talked about the five levels of relationships. There's the relationship you have with yourself, with your family, close friends, acquaintances, the crowd, you know, the bigger picture. And then, of course, there's this circle we called enemies and fools. And the key is to know how to define each of those levels because you don't want to necessarily have someone who should be in the acquaintance category in your inner circle of friends. You definitely don't want to have an enemy or a fool up close and personal. And so that that little model is something we can look at. We talked about how some relationships are for seasons. And if that season's come to an end, it's not a good thing. It's not healthy to continue to invest in a relationship whose seasons come to an end. We talked about how some relationships are deeply covenantal in nature. And they really are sent by God to be a a benefit to us, to add value to our life. And they can be lifetime relationships. Some relationships are situational. These are business arrangements and educational engagements. Uh, These are roles that we play with certain companies or certain areas of ministry, whatever the case may be. But they're situational. And once you leave the situation, the relationships you have there may or may not follow you. Some relationships are strategic, and they are specifically brought into your life in relationship to your assignment, to your purpose, to your destiny, to your calling. And we also talked about how all healthy relationships are given by God for mutual benefit. This is not a one's Relationships are meant to be an exchange of life for the common good. The truth is people do move between these circles. And, you know, somebody who's been a very close friend could move to be an acquaintance. Somebody who's been an acquaintance can be a friend. Somebody who's been in the the crowd can make their way gradually over time and through life and experience can bring themselves into a friendship circle. But today what I want us to do is to look at the inevitable thing that happens. Every relationship is tested and every relationship experiences metamorphosis, change, shifting, Every relationship, even if it doesn't come to an end, must move from level to level. It must graduate to another plane, to another sphere, to another realm of functionality and purpose. And we must know how to deal with testing. We must know how to deal with change. We must know how to deal with the shifts that will come in relationships. You know, I, I, I'm i a big believer in growth. In fact, I believe the natural and organic path of a relationship is growth. Uh, If a relationship is not growing, it's dying. In fact, one of my favorite quotes is, living things grow and growing things change. And if something is not changing, it's not growing. If it's not growing, it is dead. Or as we say here in Texas, it's a two-syllable word, dead. Living things grow, growing things change. Anything that is healthy and has life in it, is in a constant state of flux, a constant state of change, a constant state of regeneration and growth and development. A static relationship becomes stale and very stagnant, and frankly, it becomes of little use because it's not dynamically moving and changing and growing. And I also believe that every relationship of any value will be presented opportunities to grow to another level, a deeper level. And sometimes that comes through through difficult circumstances. In fact, there are three things that I believe are catalysts for change in relationships. And by the way, this change could be positive or negative, but there are three ways I believe that change can come in a relationship. Number one is through testing, meaning difficult circumstances, difficult challenges, testing. Number two, Change can come because of seasons. And number three, change can occur in a relationship as a result of personal choice by either party involved in the relationship. Let's look at testing for a minute. Listen, almost always, in fact, I would go so far as to say that every relationship is tested. You think about it. Most of us, if not all of us, have experienced the education system where we Go from preschool through grade school into junior high into high school and university. And those are levels of education. But we all know that just to go from one chapter in a book, a textbook, to the next chapter, there's a quiz or there's a test because the test affirms as to whether or not we are prepared and ready to receive the next level. And then you have finals or, or exams every year that qualify you and prove yes you have successfully navigated the previous level, and therefore we must show a, a test. We, we must show the results of a test so that you can graduate to the next level. Now, why would relationships be any different? I believe for a relationship to go to another level, a more productive, a more functional, a more fruitful, a more beneficial level, then tests must come you know uh, let me just give you this quick example here a number of years ago a person with whom I have a very close relationship and we've been in a relationship for more than 20 years now but along about year six or seven we were driving in the car one day and this individual was very quiet very introspective and I knew something was up and I didn't know what I said to him because I care deeply for the for the relationship I said man what's going on he says you know I just know I just feel I sense that our relationship is about to be tested. And he said, I know every relationship has to be tested. He said, but I'm concerned because I I wanna I wanna do it right. I want to make sure we get it right. And, and one, I was afraid, to be honest, because this was 20 years ago almost now. And I, I didn't know the things that I know now. And I thought, man, what what could that possibly mean? And then of course, on the other hand, I was glad that he said something because it allowed me the opportunity to prepare my heart and and even pray and ask for God's help to know how to to treat whatever that test was with great wisdom and great care. But in fact, the test did come. And when the test came, it was difficult. It was painful. It was hard. But he and I passed the test together, each of us having to deal with our own issues, our own struggles, our own insecurities, our own predispositions toward seeing the test a certain way. But thankfully, we passed the test, and our relationship exploded into a new level in such a beautiful way. And do you know, interestingly enough, I believe looking back now that our relationship has been tested several times. And each time, having passed the test, we were granted access to a new level of benefit and blessing in the relationship. You know, testing can come through a traumatic event that happens. Testing can come in the form of an offense where one person in the relationship offends the other person and and, or maybe it's harsh words or hurt feelings or maybe it's even betrayal. Reaction to any of these can produce an unwanted and a very negative outcome. And it's a mature individual who truly values the relationship, who is careful to steward the moment when that test comes and to make sure they handle it in the right kind of way. Testing always comes. You pass the test, you graduate. You graduate, now you get to enjoy the benefits and the status and the joy of what the next level can produce in your life. Something else that I I find interesting is that sometimes when you flunk a test and you don't handle it the right way and a relationship is severed or broken, I have personally experienced even in recent days how years later that relationship can be redeemed and individuals' hearts can be softened. And God can heal the broken places and the relationship can be reconciled. And what's really cool about this is, is that even though it happened years after it could have, the relationship can be restored to a new level with new benefits and new joy. Testing. Let's talk about seasons for a moment. Not every relationship is for every season. Sometimes God will send a person into your life and it might just be for a week or two just to... to, get exposure to this person and something they drop on you or drop in you or or give you as a benefit or a piece of advice or a word of counsel or even just a kind, loving expression. That relationship can be momentary, but it can be meaningful. But that's a season. Sometimes it can last for several months or several years. That person may have a significant role in your life and you may have one in theirs. But as you move toward another season, that relationship may or may not transition with you. This is evidenced by uh, any of us who want to really take a look at it. I mean, I I have not spoken to people that I went to elementary and junior high school with in years. And if I have contacted them on Facebook or or through email just by happenstance, or they found me somehow through this podcast or our blog, and they reached out to us, even though we're we're maybe acquaintances now the relationship we had in the season back in the 70s and 80s, that relationship no longer exists because some relationships are not for every season. Same thing goes for high school or college or you know companies you've worked with. Not every relationship will follow you to the next season. As you move from one place to another in your life, as you grow, as you're developing, as you're in my perspective, being led by the Holy Spirit to another place, to more success, to more effectiveness, to more influence. As you go from one place to another, not every relationship will grow with you or go with you. Very important to know this. Embrace that. It's not a bad thing. It can be a sad thing, but it's not a bad thing because, you see, the relationships that you have may or may not fit the next level, and that's okay. It's a tough one, I know, but as you move from one level in your life to another, not everyone is going to go with you. Embrace that. Know that. I will say this, for those times when you move and someone else does not, I'm not speaking of geographically, although that could be the case too, I'm talking about just movement in life, your your forward progress, your movement towards your destiny. When you shift and someone else elects not to, I promise you for whatever you lose by way of a relationship, God always is faithful to bring someone into your life that fits the next place and adds value to your life. I guarantee that happens if you're open to it. The third way that change comes in relationships is by personal choice. and I will tell you that you and I cannot control the choice or the, the ideas or the decisions that other people make. Much like seasons when you or I decide to make some significant changes in our life or in the direction that we're going in our life, what happens is, is that it creates a demand really on your present relationships that, that really requires an answer. In other words, my, my changing of posture or position or direction requires that the person I'm in relationship with decide whether or not they're going to go the direction I'm going or stay where they are. It places a a silent demand. Maybe I change my course or my direction three degrees, and I we begin to go a different direction. But if you if you understand this this picture, this word picture, if you were to exit a highway, the highway is going straight, and you were to take an exit because you were called a different direction, and that that exit paralleled the the main road you were on for a long time. But the longer that you are are heading a different direction, the more distance or chasm, there, the greater the chasm is between you and where the other person is. And over time, there's all kinds of distance between the two of you. And this distance changes the relationship. And I will tell you from my own personal experience, sometimes people feel as though you've abandoned them, you've walked away, you've betrayed their relationship, or you've disconnected or moved on or threw them under the bus. I've, I've heard all of it, really. But in fact, you just simply said yes to God's calling, and that required you to change directions. And their decision was to go where they were going. And it's okay. You know, this can come in so many forms. But I will tell you this. You must make the decision that you must make. Your life, your destiny, your effectiveness, your success depends on whether or not you follow what God is putting before you. And whether or not someone goes with you is not a choice you can make for them. Yes, I'd love for everybody to go with me. It'd be great. I'd love to keep relationships in my life. But I'm learning that not every relationship will go with me when I shift. There are seven things that you can do when a relationship is tested. I want to give you seven things regarding testing, and I want to give you seven things regarding just changes that happen. Seven things you can do when a relationship is tested. Number one, don't be reactive Be still. Be quiet. Chill. Just chill. When a relationship is tested, don't knee-jerk. Don't react. Don't become defensive. Just be still and assess what's going on here. Number two, my strong encouragement to you is to pray and ask God to give you insight as to what it is that's happening. Sometimes we're so close to the test or to the conflict or to the the offense that we don't see clearly what's really being worked out here. And if you are a believer, then you you have no problem with me saying, pray. If you are maybe someone who doesn't profess a relationship with Jesus Christ, no judgment on my part, I would say to you, meditate, take time to be still and be quiet and see if you hear and gain clarity on what's really happening. Number three, when tested, before you speak, look in the mirror and take personal accountability. What is my role in this? What Was there something I could have done differently? Is there anything that I need to ask forgiveness for or to, to apologize for? Do, is there things that I need to make right? Look in the mirror, take accountability. Number four, when your heart is right, go to the person and talk with them talk it out. Be open, be honest, be careful not to, to hurl accusations. Just let there be a dialogue that is rooted in grace and mercy. And number five, seek to understand. I, I really believe that if we would seek to understand, we would be understood more because it really is the law of sowing and reaping. When I seek to be under, when I seek to understand I believe it opens up a the potential for me to be understood at a greater level. Number 6, offer and receive forgiveness if that's appropriate. And number 7, reset. So seven things you can do when a relationship is tested. Don't react, be still. Number 2, pray. Number 3, look in the mirror and take accountability. Number 4, when your heart is right, go to that person and have a conversation. Number 5, seek to understand. Number 6, offer and receive forgiveness. And number 7, reset. In other words, once you understand what this is about, then you can you can push the the breaker back in and say all right, let's let's approach this now with the the end in mind, the end being what is it that this test is designed to produce in our relationship. Now, let me give you seven things to To ask when a relationship is changing, when you recognize a relationship is changing, these are seven things to look at that I think are very important. Number one, know yourself and understand your season. In other words, you got to be really in tune with where you are presently. Where am I? Where am I going? What's happening in my own heart? Because you really can't assess a relationship until you really assess your own heart. But once you've done that, number two is, is the relationship ending or changing? Just identify, you know, I think this relationship definitely is changing. It might even be ending. And then seek to understand which one that might be. Number three, is God requiring something of you in this relationship? Number four, has a change in direction on your part constituted a separation or an adjustment in the relationship. In other words, have you changed directions and had was that the catalyst for this this change in the relationship? If so, what adjustments need to be made? Number 5. Is this relationship moving with me as I go from one level to another? In other words, if you are set on going to the next level and you recognize this relationship ain't going with you, ain't you like that word ain't? If it's not going with you, you must say, this relationship obviously is not wanting to move with me to this next level. Number six, has the relationship become toxic or limiting to your movement in a forward direction? In other words, look, if if I start moving where I believe God's leading me, and the relationship that I'd love to go with me is not going, and and that thing gets toxic, or, or they begin to speak negatively, or they begin to throw questions. You you think you're going somewhere, but I don't know what you think you're doing. You're not good enough. You're not. How do you think you're going to be successful? And they start hurling this kind of negativity at me. I need to mark that relationship and know this thing ain't going where, where I'm going. It's just not going. And then I believe you need to ask yourself these questions. Does this relationship add to me or is it taking life from me? Is it adding value or is it just taking value? Seven things you can do when relationships are changing or relationships are tested. I want to leave you with a couple of things today. I asked you this last time. How? When's the last time you really inventoried your relationships? Are there relationships in your life today that you know in your heart need to be addressed and need to be measured out to see where they're at? Have you experienced a major test in a relationship lately? And do you feel like maybe that was left unaddressed or undone? It's not... You never went back and finished that circle. You, you just left the, the, the wound open. If so, are you ready to deal with that? Number three, is there someone that you need to make things right with? You know, sometimes we have to lay down our pride. Sometimes we have to to be the bigger person and just go to a person and say, you know what, I, I have my own feelings about what happened, but I, I'm aware in my heart that I hurt you and I offended you. What do we need to do to make this right? Is there a relationship that you know God is saying to you, flat out, you need to let go of that one. That that relationship is not something I have for you. You say, Brian, that's tough. I'm telling you, there are times and seasons, Ecclesiastes 3, when you have been holding on to a relationship that has become a detriment to your future, and you know you need to let go of it, and you just can't seem to let go. I'm telling you, be sensitive and be willing to do whatever necessary to release yourself of the tether, the connection to a relationship that is holding you back. Number five, are you willing to trust God with your relationships? In other words, if you lose one or two or three, do you trust that he's going to fill the void? He's going to make sure that you have the right people in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. I can tell you this from my own experience. When you make space, God's always faithful to send new relationships into your life. Relationships will change. Relationships will be tested. The question is, how will you steward those opportunities? You know, I I just feel like I'm talking to somebody right now who is going through a real difficult time with relationships. In fact, I know there's some people listening right now that are dealing with this. You're hurting and you're confused. You're like, man, I don't understand why this relationship is where it is now. Well, I, I want to suggest to you to go back and listen to episode 104 and 105 a couple of times. Let these ideas and principles sink in. It may be a time of transition and change for you. And if it is, You want to navigate it successfully. And I promise you, there's grace for it. A couple of quick announcements. Our Ties That Bind online training program, very quickly, the cart will be closing. We will be closing out enrollment for that for several months, actually. And if you want to get in on the beta launch of that incredible life-changing course, now's the time to do it. You can go to brianholmes.com forward slash ties, T-I-E-S, brianholmes.com forward slash ties, to find out more about that you're going to get all kinds of great things the full video curriculum the book the study guide course transcripts audios extra courses you name it we're just going to throw the the whole the whole kitchen sink in there Be a blessing to you i know that you can find all the links and show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash one zero five we'd love to hear from you on facebook twitter linkedin google plus let us know how you're doing Let us know what we can do to serve you better. Also, subscribe to our weekly email updates and to the podcast and iTunes. I trust that something we share today has been a blessing to you. Until next time, may God bless you. May you succeed in everything you put your hands to. We'll see you next week.